Welcome to the Destiny Church and Throne Podcast, where we hope to inspire, stir, and provoke you to know Jesus and make him known in your daily life. Enjoy. Perfect. For me to teach, and you're just, you know, being so good to me. I just really, really appreciate you and Pastor Karen and all the pastors and leaders and brothers here. I just love y'all so much, and um, I hope that everyone had a great day. And if not, I hope that you recognize God's goodness in your day. No matter what you uh, were faced with and what it looked like today, God is good. And in the midst of that, he is developing your endurance and your character, which is producing hope. And so it's, it is uh, preparing you for a harvest in the future. So it's really, really amazing. And it's important for us to recognize that so we can come into agreement with that. And that's not even what I'm, I'm talking about tonight. I want to talk to you about uh, discovering the heart of the Father. So if Pastor David or whoever has those handouts, I've got some handouts for everyone. Because I could go on and on about this for just hours. There's so much revelatory nuggets in the Word of God about this topic, but I've condensed it down for time and provided this, uh, made this handout for you so you can take it with you. And, you know, as you're just seeking the Lord in this season, what he wants to give you that I am not going to share with you tonight about this, because this is so, so important for us to, uh, to know this, to get this, to understand this as much as possible. Uh, let's start it off with why, 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 why do I need to know this? Why is this important? Why is this uh, relative, relevant to me? Luke 6.45 says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And Matthew 4.4, Jesus says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. As much as you and I need food and water every day, multiple times a day throughout the day, we also need to consume every word that God is actively and presently saying to us. So with those two scriptures in mind, consider this. God speaks from his heart, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. God speaks from his heart. Therefore, Knowing his heart will help you to determine what he is saying. Even if you find yourself in a scenario where you are not hearing his voice. If you know what his heart is, you know what he is saying. Fully knowing the heart of the Father. God, I don't want to stop and cry. God is just so good. Forgive me if I, if I do that. I was telling the Lord, I was like, if, if I just get too intense in this, I'll probably just pass out on the floor to <laughs> not be able to teach. <laughs> You're just so good. <clears throat> fully knowing, fully knowing the heart of the Father will also produce a greater manifestation of Christ within you. Because to know the Son is to know the heart of the Father and vice versa. Why? Why? Prove this to me, you might say. Prove this to me. Why is this true? 
Let's talk about God's heart generally. Think of it as a funnel. We'll start in a broad sense and go down to specific in this topic. I think God's heart can be summarized with the following verse. The most famous verse in the world. Everyone knows it by heart. Even atheists know it. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. This verse best summarizes what the heart of the Father is. Jesus Christ is the physical manifestation of the heart of the Father. Colossians 1.15 says he is the image of the invisible God. He is the word of God made flesh. Think about this. If he is the word of God made flesh and God's words proceed from the abundance of his heart, then he is the physical manifestation of God's heart. With that being said, this is also true. Everything that Christ did and does is a reflection of the heart of the Father. Absolutely everything to the last detail that Christ does and is, is a reflection, is a manifestation of the heart of the Father. That is his whole purpose for existing. That is his whole reason that he came to the earth. 1 John 3, 8 says, The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. The works of the devil separated us from God. The very first work that the devil made against mankind was in the Garden of Eden. We all know the story. God, God and man were in perfect covenant. There was no death, there was no sickness, even the animals were vegetarians. Lions could lay by lambs and there was no death, no blood shedding. You didn't even sweat when you worked, there was no thorns. It was perfect, the Garden of Eden. And the first work that the enemy conjured up to, to try and stop this was uh, that he tempted Adam and Eve to eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which caused this foundational separation. But Christ came, and in his death and resurrection, completely crushed, completely trumped, completely reversed the curse. Christ brought us back to a garden relationship with God. Anyone who believes, anyone who's born again, you have a garden of Eden relationship with God. The heart of the Father has always been to live in covenant with humanity. 1 Timothy 2.4 says, God our Savior who wants all people Somebody say, all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Jesus died for all. God wants every man, woman, and child on this earth, no matter where they are or what they've done, to know him, to repent and be born again and to be in covenant with him. 
Every single person. Every person you encounter is someone who God loves and died for. Someone that he wants to know completely. This is the heart of the Father. And each one of us, at one point in our, in our lives, we did individually belong to this world that God so loves. Romans 5.8 says, But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So I want you to remember this when you encounter a difficult person, when you encounter someone who belongs to the world. Know that you used to be that person, but God plucked you from the world, plucked you from that darkness and brought you into his marvelous light. And he wants to do the same thing for that person. And God is counting on you to manifest his heart, to manifest Christ to that person to at least some degree. I've got some uh, general examples of God's heart in regards to Christ destroying the works of the devil in this little table here. This is just a few examples, just so we can get the general idea. The works that Satan produced were, uh, or rather twisted, were sickness and death, separation from God, demonic oppression, chaos, depression, divorce. But the work that Christ did that trumped this through his death and resurrection which reinstated God's plans of health and life, righteousness, covenant with God, setting captives free, peace, joy, healthy marriage. This is the heart of the Father. This is the manifestation of Christ, or the fruit of Christ's work. Some big picture truths about general, uh, fundamental heart of God is Knowing God's heart in general will cause you to easily and correctly navigate through whatever you may face. If you are in a situation where you're not hearing the voice of God, but you don't know what to do, if you know his heart, you can navigate through that situation and figure out what it is he's wanting you to do in general. Like if you have... If there's a, a, a need set before you and you have the ability to meet that need, you don't need to pray about that. That's the heart of God for you to meet it. You have the ability to just meet the need. Another one is, uh, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> I apologize. Knowing his heart is your foundation for abiding intimacy and obedience. Anytime you, you, you find yourself in a uh, season where you're finding it difficult to be obedient, to abide in Christ, uh, to get into that intimacy and the secret place with him, if you have a foundation of knowing the heart of God, it will, it will make it easy for you to do that. It will help you to understand. You'll have that revelation about his heart and his desires and who you are called to be so that you can, uh, so that you can enter into that. With ease in any season. Now we're moving on to some specific uh, details about God's heart. We know in general what God's heart is, what the heart of the Father is. But now let's understand some specific details about the individual. God's heart is also uniquely detailed for each, thank you, for each individual person. 
the gifts of the Holy Spirit listed in 1 Corinthians 12 are used by God through you to share the specific details of God's heart for the individual. See, God's heart in general is that every man, woman, and child come to know him, right? But each man, woman, and child is a different person who's had different experiences and a different level of understanding of who God is. So God wants to pinpoint something in that person's life to reach them. Like we're called to be fishers of men, but if you fish, you know that not every bait works for every type of fish. So you put another bait on the line to catch the fish that you want to catch. And, and, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you know, prophecy, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, uh, discernment of spirits are gifts that the Holy Spirit manifests through you so that he can reach this person. The best example I can think of, the best testimony of this is the Samaritan woman at the well. We know the story. Jesus goes to the well. A Samaritan woman comes up. He starts to tell her things about her life that he could not have possibly known but by the Spirit of God. He tells her, you've had multiple husbands and the man you're with is not your husband. She knows he's not a Samaritan, so there's no way he could have known that about her. And the Bible doesn't say specifically what else he tells her about her, but she goes to tell the people, this man has told me everything about me. And that's a word of knowledge. That's information. Hey, God loves you. Let me tell you this about you and what you can do and what God wants for you. That's just one example because, like I said, each person is unique and an individual. Matthew 10.30 says, and the hairs on your head are all numbered. That scripture gets me every time. We know that throughout the day, our hairs are constantly falling off, even if we don't realize it. Like my wife, Jade, she's not here tonight. I love her so much. She's probably watching live. She has the most beautiful black hair. Like when I met her almost 13 years ago, that was a, one of the first thing I noticed. Her hair is just so beautiful to me. But it comes at a price. That hair, if you go to my house, man, that hair is everywhere. It's on the couch. It's on the counter. It's in the sink. Like it's, I'm wearing a black shirt right now, but I probably got five or six of her hairs on my shirt that you just can't see. <laughs> hairs everywhere. And God knows. There are over 7 billion people on the planet. God knows how many hairs are on each person's head at any given point in time. That's amazing. That is his heart for the individual. We've all been created with different talents, different occupational skills, different you know things, we, jobs we want to do. I could do this job, but not that job. Different desires in our heart, different hobbies. Romans 12, 6 through 8 says we have different spiritual gifts, different from gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and if uh, we get to this point, God will have an office, a ministry office for us to enter into. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. I cannot be who you are and you cannot be who I am. God has a calling in general for all of us to make disciples of all nations, among other things. But also he has a specific detailed plan for your life that is different than my life. For example, Paul and Peter were both apostles in general. They're both apostles, but God's heart for their specific areas of ministry and regions where they would go and people were different. 
Galatians 2.8 proves this by saying, For the same God who worked through Peter as the apostle to the Jews also worked through me as the apostle to the Gentiles. Both apostles, but both called to different areas, different people. Uh, another example of, of God and his details of his heart that he would share for you in your life in regards to other people is Acts 16, 6 through 10. I don't have it um, down here, but a, a paraphrase, a general summary of it is, uh, Holy Spirit does not want Apostle Paul to go to Asia Minor yet. Apostle Paul tries to go, but Holy Spirit interrupts him and tells him in a vision to instead go to Macedonia. So I want you to imagine this. You've got the Apostle Paul who's, when it, I'm just going to be honest, when you reach apostle level, I know a lot of people in this day and age, forgive me, say they're apostles, but they're really not. Like that is a high level uh, ministry office apostle, and he is highly experienced in this. It, it requires a lot of dedication. And he already knows how to do it. He's got a heart for it. He's been doing it for several years. And he's over in the Mediterranean Sea. I wish I had a, a blackboard or something, a whiteboard or something. But imagine he's in the uh, Mediterranean Sea area, uh, you know, all these Roman colonies. And imagine this is Asia Minor, this circle. Okay. And he's down here at the bottom. And Macedonia's up here at the top. Now, I don't know if God had already told him to go to Macedonia or if he was just like, uh, we're already establishing in these regions, time to move on to the next region. But let's pretend like he already knew generally God wants me to go to Macedonia. Well, on the way, going through Asia Minor, we'll just start apostolizing all these cities and we'll start a church here and preach the gospel here and do this. If that was the case, Holy Spirit knew he would spend several years getting to Macedonia, but he said, wait, 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 not yet. I need you to go to Macedonia now. He gave him a vision of a Macedonian man crying out, we need you, we need you. So the need was for him to go there for his specific calling and destiny. Now, eventually, later, God said, okay, now I'm opening up the door in Asia Minor for you to go to. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, Paul worked to see the general application of the heart of the Father, which is to make disciples of all nations as an apostle, and God interrupted him with specific details. Man, there is so much, so much revelation in that. You know, you, you may say, how do I know what I am supposed to do specifically? Like, in my job, in my ministry, in regards to my family, and my advice is, is to do what Paul did, is to just seek to manifest the heart of the Father wherever you are. Wait on the Lord. Trust him. Seek him. Serve him. Worship him. Abide in him. Delight in him. Seek to manifest his heart wherever you are, and he will interrupt you with the details. He will interrupt you with the details. And uh, also in regards to that, while you're waiting for God to do something specific of his heart for your life or for someone that you are contending with that God has given you to pray for and intercede for, I want you to, to remember this all the time. I love this scripture so much because 
It just shows God's heart for humanity again in a different way, in such a plain way that just resonates with everyone. Matthew 7, 9 through 11, Jesus says, Of which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask Him? He is a good Father. He wants good things for you. I consider myself a good Father, but He is a way better Father than me. He's a perfect Father. Whatever, whatever Father you've had in your life, whether you've had a good one, a bad one, a non-existent one, don't even try comparing that person to God because God is such a good father. And whatever you are needing, whatever you are wanting, he already knows before you even asked it, and he's made a way. So just believe, just abide, wait on the Lord, and watch him interrupt you with the details. Amen? Awesome. That's a wrap. <laughs>